all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. You're listening to a podcast of Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I'm Professor of Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. And today we're talking about holiday plans. After months of separation from our loved ones due to COVID-19, many of us hope to reconnect over the holidays, right? But health experts continue not just to discourage, but to actually beg people to practice safe behaviors and avoid situations that could expose them or their loved ones to the virus. So today we'll talk about making a plan that can bring the joy into the holidays while keeping us safe. And I want to hear what's going on in your life today about this. How are you managing this and what do you think you can do? to help others. COVID-19 is not the gift we want to give at the holidays, right? Well, I have a personal story. You know, um, several members of my family, my extended family, have been affected by COVID-19. I've had uh, a nephew and a niece in the hospital. I've had in-laws in the hospital. It has been a very difficult time. My sister and her husband had been planning to go and see her daughter and their children in the Dallas area for the holidays. And she just received, they they had this very careful plan. They were going to be careful. And they have been quarantining and wearing masks. But she received a call from her daughter um, a couple of days ago who said, Mom, please don't come. I just couldn't bear it if either of you got COVID-19 by coming to see us. Well, my sister was really disappointed. They were so excited about seeing their three grandchildren, just excited about sharing the holidays. But after the disappointment went away, the reality of the love that her daughter had for her set in. It was an act of love. It was not an act of, I don't want you to be here. It was an act of true love and caring that she wanted her mother to be with her for a long time. So it's tough to get there uh, when for weeks you planned on all of the fun family times that you would have, have together, right? But the reality of it is um, we probably need to work toward getting there. We now have the vaccine out, but as all the experts tell us, it'll be months before uh, we have any kind of herd immunity that keeps keeps individuals safe. The other thing, too, is that we know that though we know that there's some people who are more vulnerable than others, there continue to be those young individuals who get very, very sick, and we can't figure out why. So everybody is vulnerable. So listeners, what about you? 
What are your plans? Do you have one? Are you struggling as to what to do yet for these holidays coming up? I know many are in the middle of Hanukkah right now. Uh, Many are planning for Christmas and New Year's. So today I want us to talk through plans of how maybe this is a good time today, right now, this hour, to hear from others about how you are adjusting, how we can all try to adjust, how we can keep the merriment in the season, and maybe how we can help others. So call and let us know what you plan to do. How have you readjusted or have you? What are you doing differently this year? And how are you trying to keep the joy in this? I'd really love to hear from you. You can give us a call at 1-877-MPP-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. Today, I'm delighted to have um, Java at the soundboard today. Java Chapman, Michelle's out. Yes, ma'am. And I'm filling in today. (laughs) Yeah, good to have you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Good to be here. I, I like what you're talking about, the plans for the holidays, because um, I myself um, just on the on my DJ side of life, I um, booked a Zoom New Year's Eve party. So, oh. you know, we're going to uh, get together with some people over Zoom and that's how we were going to celebrate New Year's Eve and, you know, not have the big celebration where everybody gets together. Uh, but we're going to do it over Zoom. We've agreed and that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Well, Java, that sounds like great fun. And, you know, obviously Zoom or WebEx or whatever people's pleasure platform is, has has been to me a lifesaver. That's how I've gotten to visit with my family and um, with my grandchildren who uh, live out. And and I'll be honest, it has has saved me in some ways. I'm such a people person. Um, I love the idea of the Zoom party. Uh, do you know of others who have done that and who have booked parties like that? Yeah, I've um, I've DJed a couple things over Zoom and um, and bringing it back to the family side of things. I know. Uh, you, you know, you, people may feel a certain way by different platforms, but our Facebook has really been a lifesaver as far as getting together with the family, the older uh, individuals in the family, because they kind of make it so easy. Like everybody's familiar with Facebook. So you get the Facebook Messenger app and then it's a one button click with uh, with uh, FaceTime, no matter what kind of phone or device you have. And we've called my um, my great aunt, the matriarch of our um, uh, on my mother's side of the family a uh, number of times for Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure we're going to do a big thing for Christmas. And, um, you know, that's how we have been yeah. in contact with the, especially the older uh, individuals in our family. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah, our family, my my sisters and brothers, there are eight of us, have implemented a Zoom call every Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. Now, I will tell you that until COVID-19, there might have been two or three or four, maybe even six weeks at a time that we didn't all talk together. And COVID 
made us want to talk to each other and keep up with each other a little bit more closely. And so um, that has brought us more, more close than before. So yeah, I think people are starting to think out of the box, starting to move forward in trying to figure out ways to, to do things maybe better to keep more closely connected. So we have our first caller, right, Java? We have Bill from Tennessee. Yes, ma'am. We have Bill from Tennessee. Actually, um, I believe this is Iron City, Tennessee. Um, Bill, you're on the yes, line. It yes, it is. Thank you for taking my call. Good morning. Good morning. Happy holidays. And to you, too. I'd like to reinforce what was just said, and I, I think it's a common occurrence in the country. Um, my wife and my son, the two most important people in my life, and I, all three, are in three different places in the country currently. My wife's up in Massachusetts. My son is a Marine down in Florida, and I'm in Iron City, Tennessee. And, of course, we couldn't spend Thanksgiving together. Um because traveling, forget about it with COVID and all. And I know this isn't something new, but I just like to reinforce it. You know, I mean, we we get on Messenger video chat and a family video chat. And we get to see each other. We get to talk to each other, tell each other we love each other, just look at each other and realize, yep, that's a real human being there. They're still doing okay. They look good and all that. And we'll probably do it again. We will do it again on Christmas. You know, it's just, it's a great way to, you see your loved one, you see them. Right. And, and, and that just means so much. I mean, it gets to your heart and it it really does. It, it makes it, it's one thing to talk to somebody on a phone, but when you can actually look at them, it, it, it makes a big difference. It really does. It, it makes a huge difference. You can see that they're really okay. You can, you can see the facial expressions or the eye rolls or whatever it is. Yeah. You, get, you get to see the real person and not just hear the words. So I am with you. You know, I'm a big yeah. fan my of radio. Wife, I, my, wife was, go um, ahead. my wife was going to go down to Florida. Um, mm -hmm. She would have been there right now. Her best friend since childhood um, had major surgery yesterday. And she was going to go down there and nurse made her for a week. And her friend was going to pay her to fly to Nashville. And I was going to go grab her up at Nashville and spend a few days with me and have Junior come up so we could kind of like have a holiday together. And then she'd fly back to Boston. And the, the more they thought about it, and I, and I give her girlfriend in Florida the most credit in the world, she, she, she called her and said, listen, you coming? No problem, but I will understand, given the circumstances, if you choose not to travel right now, because it is so dangerous. And right. my and I talked to my wife, and as much as I miss her, I have not seen her in months. I encouraged her to take her up on that and just don't travel. It's not worth it. I've got we've got our whole retirement lives together. Uh, a few months ain't going to make a difference. I'd rather you were safe and, and, and didn't get sick. And I think that's what, thank you, Bill. Those were, those were great words because I think what we have to do is remember that in our hopefully long to continue lifetime that these few months are 
um, will pass fairly quickly. And they're only a few months. If we can just get through this, then we'll have those loved ones we want to be with longer. Because again, like I said, we still, you may think that you are not a person at risk, but you may be. All right, before our break, I want us to go to Barbara in Boonville. Thanks, Bill, and happy holidays. Um, Barbara, hi, thanks for calling. Hello. Uh, I'm 75 years old, and my husband is 76, and our daughter, uh, she's got this sunroom. It's a glass between the den, and she was going to, uh, you know, have our Christmas uh, Sunday dinner and opening gifts, and uh, just me and my husband supposed to stay in the sunroom where the glass is. Uh, and I'm just wondering how safe it is to eat the food that they prepare and how safe it is for us to open the gifts. And our granddaughter and uh, her two little children, a baby and a one seven years old, uh, they're going to church before they uh, come over. My daughter's at, at Kim's, and uh, they're going to be at church. And uh, how safe is it for us? Okay. That's a lot of questions, Barbara, and so let me try to uh, talk through this fairly quickly uh, for you. First of all, it depends, okay? Um, what kind of exposure do your daughter and your grandchildren have right now as far as are they in childcare? Do they go to school? Are they wearing masks? Are they taking the precautions? At the church, are they doing the social distancing? Is everyone, including the minister or priest, are they wearing masks? Are they um, having the distancing that they need? Um, because all of that plays a factor. If they are not being careful and not wearing masks at all times, then there is the risk. We know indoor gatherings are not as... Um, safe. Uh, we know that the virus can hang around in the air, especially in a humid environment, for many, many hours. And we also know that children particularly can be asymptomatic carriers. Um, so there are all those reasons, Barbara, out there that you want to make sure everybody's situation is different. Maybe they've done all that. Maybe they're quarantining. I know that my children who hope to gather together have decided that as soon as school is out and, um, at the end of this week, they'll quarantine for 10 days and make sure that no one goes anywhere and everybody wears masks and washes hands. And then perhaps they can get together safely. But that's still up in the air. So, um, Barbara, especially with you and your husband being a little bit older, um, I, I just think you want to step through, ask all those questions, and we'll talk about this more after the break. Even if um, there are hurt feelings out there, you want to make sure you're doing the right thing for you and for others. So, um, those were great questions, and listeners, I'd love for you to 
call in and tell us what you're going to do these holidays. Let's take a short break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about holiday plans. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We'll be right back. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit, you get information about foods you should eat to stay in good health and tips on how to stay active. I'm Dr. Josie Bidwell, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit and Associate Professor of Preventive Medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Listen to the show every Monday at 11 or subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy with your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I am determined that we're going to keep the joy in the holidays. So today we're talking about how to keep the joy in these holidays, how to stay in touch with family without endangering each other. Um, we've, we've had some thoughts and some suggestions. I want to hear from you. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. You know, according to the Kaiser Family Foundation's October health tracking poll, they found that two-thirds of the public, two-thirds of us, are worried that they or their family will get sick from the coronavirus. Um, That was up since um, April by 13%, and I dare say if they did it again right now, it would be up again. I bet the majority of us are somewhat concerned. So we've got to come up with a good plan. we have another caller, so I really do want to go back to the phones. Let's let's hear from Shirley in Starkville. Hi, Shirley. Thanks for calling. Oh, hi. Thank you for your program. And I just want you to know that I am a believer in erring on the side of caution. I am from a huge family. In fact, uh, last year we had our 56th family reunion. Oh, wow. Nice. Sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, um, uh, my father was one of 14. My mother, I'll try to make this quick. Uh, My mother was one of 13 and, uh, and then they got married and had nine of us. So we are literally from the West coast to the East coast and all points between. And, um, so for Thanksgiving, uh, we, uh, uh, well, my son-in-law and daughter in Indianapolis um, uh, started a Zoom call. And one by one, they added <laughs> uh, um, uh, my son and his wife in, uh, in uh, Atlanta, um, my, bro- uh, my son-in-law's father in Chicago, um, his sister in Florida. Um, wow. And uh, and then uh, one of my uh, sisters 
uh, I had invited her down to my house uh, where we had dinner. And so we were able to then, you know, uh, communicate with all of them. And, you know, everyone got a chance to to talk to everyone. If anyone didn't want to stay on a long time, you know, it was hi and bye. And, but yeah. everybody, like someone said earlier, we had a chance to see each other. And uh, I am just so thankful to God that Zoom came about just in the nick of time <laughs> because it is the perfect, um, you know, answer in the fact that the platform is free uh, and uh, that you can, you know, connect with anyone who has either a smartphone or a computer. So for Christmas, um uh, so my son and my daughter-in-law in Atlanta are both physicians. Uh, they have three kids, my daughter and husband I have three kids in uh, Indianapolis. And you know what? I just bit the bullet. Uh, you know, usually uh, they come here and then I go there, you know, by New Year's, but they are here for Christmas. And I said, you know what, guys? I'm going to box all of this stuff up. Because, see, I start shopping for Christmas like, the January before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I already had everybody's gift, and um, and I just, you know, I, I told uh, every one of them, I said, you know, it, it's not worth it to risk this. And, and I also, you know, I'm, I'm 72 and I'm a cancer survivor, and even though I was going to the home of two doctors, I said, you know what, we're just going to – wait and live till next year to get together and they all agreed nobody felt bad and even if they had that was, that was it you know you would have done it anyway well right. you know we i all think we'll live through this you know well that's exactly you know you said the key word that we all will live through this and you know unfortunately and i'm sure there are people out there listening right now who who survived um, COVID-19, who, who lived through it, but maybe have some residual effects. I know that I have um, a, a nephew and his wife who have lived through COVID-19, but they're continuing to have some side effects from, from the disease. So, you know, your, your um, being cautious, Carolyn, is the right thing um, to do for you, but also the right thing to do for your family. And it may have been, and I would like to hear from others about this, it may have been a relief to them that you made that call and you allowed everybody to go, okay, mom's okay. She made the decision to be by herself. She's okay. So now we can be rest assured that she's safe. So I just, you know, I, I think that was a very unselfish act of you. And now, like you said, you can you can open presents on the Zoom call. You can open presents on Facebook. You can do whatever. You can Skype. Uh, there are things that we can all do to. You can even set the table for dinner, and. Um, Everybody sit down together via one of those platforms. I think it's a wonderful idea. So, um, Carolyn, thank you for calling in and letting us know about that. 
Um, John, I believe we have um, Shirley from Starkville. Is that right? Well, yeah, you were just talking. It's a lot going on this morning. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we were just names mixed up. Shirley we just talking. shared that beautiful story. <laughs> Shirley, I am so sorry. I'm trying to watch messages and talk at the same time, and sometimes my multitasking is not that great. So, Shirley. That was a beautiful story, and thank you for allowing your family to all stay safe and for you to stay safe. So happy holidays. So now we're going to Carolyn in Starkville. Is that right, John? Yes, ma'am. Now we have Carolyn in Clinton. Oh, wow. Carolyn in Clinton. (laughs) I'll get it straight. Hi, Carolyn. Hi. Tell us what your story is today. If you remember the year 2000, when no one knew what was going to happen, whether you could get gas, everything, when the century rolled over, um, I'd, all my family was in North Carolina and would be there. Mm-hmm. At that point, there was only probably 20 or 30. And I decided to make sure I was back here by the 3rd of January, where I need to be to not go. So I stayed home by myself. That day when I got up, I started with the scripture. It is the most meaningful Christmas I've ever had. I spent the whole day with the scripture and the Christmas story and just with a such an emotional religious feeling. I've had many wonderful experiences with different services and things, but that Christmas, and I'll have another one like it this year, just by myself with the scripture and the story of Christ. It was so meaningful. It just so well. Don't dread it. Look, I look forward to it for a change. Well, you know, um, Carolyn, um, thank you for that story because, um, you know, one question that I was going to throw out to our listeners is, do you yearn for the hustle and bustle that um, that we always experience, or do you yearn for that? downtime where things aren't so crazy busy um are you one of those who is slowed down with grace or are you struggling and um carolyn you sound like you're one of those who's slowed down with grace uh, yes yeah. so it, i, it was, I appreciate I that i was made to in 2000 which i didn't want and i fought right but it was such a meaningful christmas there's been one like it since where I couldn't go to North Carolina with my family. And I say there'll be, a, you know, this year I'd had to go to different places if I did go. But it just wasn't safe for me to travel or to be with them after I traveled. And it's just a sight. It's going to be another one of those Christmases that I have just with me and the, and the Christ and the scriptures. And I look forward to it. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that as as I was thinking um, and planning for this show, I remembered last year, one of the shows close to the holidays that I did was about how how do you keep yourself from being overwhelmed by everything to do and being stretched and dragged to one party after another or um, going to these huge gatherings that you're not comfortable with. So now we have the exact opposite going on. And I was uh, kind of laughing as I was writing this, thinking, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we had something sort of kind of in between? 
But like you said, in 2000, many of us were forced because of the lack of gas and difficulty in travel. This year, it's forced just for safety and taking care of each other. But whatever the cause, it really has been a, a sort of a similar change. So let's go to our next break. We have open lines, and I would love to hear from some of you about what you're doing. What have you done similar to what our callers previously have told us about? Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 877-672-7464. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. We're talking about making the holidays work this year, keeping cheer. We'll be right back. Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. All the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking, and I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. And we are talking about keeping the joy, the joy in the holidays. What are we doing? How are we keeping ourselves safe and joyful? And not just ourselves, but the family that we love so much. All right. Well, we are going to go right back to the phones. We have Raylani and Hattiesburg. Hi, Raylani. Thanks for calling. Good morning. I just wanted to say I'm sitting outside Sam's and there are so many people. I have decided not to go in. <laughs> but I called I call to say that my husband died uh, in early November, first week of November. And oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. He loved New Year's Eve, and we always celebrate because we got married the 21st of December, over, well, 52 years this 21st. Um, I decided that we would not have a funeral, and I have not had a memorial, but we're going to do his memorial on New Year's Eve via Zoom. Because we have friends from east to west, top to bottom of the country, out of the country, Europe, Japan, Italy, and everyone wants to take part. And we belong to a relatively large congregation, and I think 
this would be the best way, not putting anyone in harm's way and yet remembering him and enjoying New Year's Eve. Wow. Raylani, what what a beautiful thing to do. Um, You're celebrating your husband's life and a time when um, you know this is what he would want. I love this idea and it is it is a gift to his memory, but it's also, you're making me tearful because it's also a gift to other people who cared and loved him and who also wanted to be there for you. So you're allowing them to be there for you, um, but still keeping everyone safe. So, wow, I don't think you could do a better job. So thank thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. I have a question really quickly. Were people who were going into Sam's putting masks on? I've seen people with and without, but it is just too many without. You can kind of tell uh, if people are, they get in the car and they throw it off or they walk Mm -hmm. all the way to the door before they put it on. So mm-hmm, I decided mm-hmm. I can order what little bit of stuff. I don't need anything. Uh, I was just going to pick up a couple of items from the pharmacy, but I can order that and just have it brought out to my car at another time. There are just too many people in one place, and we we really need, if we're going to stop this, even with the vaccine, we're still looking at months of problems if we don't stay separate and and protect ourselves. I couldn't say it better than that. Thank you so much for calling and thank you for sharing that that beautiful story that that you gave us even in your loss. I know that's that's difficult to lose a partner, but it sounds like you're doing a wonderful job in celebrating his life. So, and his memory. So, Thanks again, and and happy holidays. Stay safe. Um, Okay, we're going to stay on the phones. I believe we have Rachel in Starkville. Did I get that right? Yes. Okay, great. You got it right. And I want to (laughs) say uh, happy holidays to you, Dr. Susan, and to Java. I believe he's uh, with you as well. Uh, I wanted to say that like some of the previous callers, I will be at home, and I will be alone, and I put that uh, with a caveat there. I have pets, and I have uh, friends online and phone, and um, one of the things that I'm doing is taking pictures of old photographs of uh, our family. Uh, Some of them go all the way back to uh, our ancestors. I'm taking pictures of those, and I'm texting them to my other family members. Um, Also, I'm helping out a little bit, as much as I can, to one family, one local family, uh, to hopefully make their Christmas a little brighter. They have children and uh, they are struggling. Um, And uh, I am going to exchange, actually, we've already started this, Uh, a cousin and I who have not seen each other for, gosh, uh, four 
decades and more. Wow. Uh, we are exchanging recipes, and on Christmas we're going to both cook at home, and we'll share the results with a lot of laughs, I'm sure. She shared a <laughs> recipe at Thanksgiving with me for chicken and dressing, homemade chicken and dressing, and I baked them in muffin in a muffin pan uh, since it was just myself. And uh, it turned out that I could use them as uh, as an artillery if anybody tries to harm me. I can throw them. They're, they're pretty <laughs> hard. So, and I'm, I'm wearing my Santa Claus hat. I've already started. And uh, I may talk myself and others into sending um, selfies. Uh, this time of of year via text. And so uh, those are some of the things that I'm doing. And I don't feel uh, down or out. I'm having a great time. And I hope everybody will stay safe, take no chances. We'll have a good Christmas maybe by next year, you know. Right. Well, it sounds like you're planning a great Christmas right now. I love the idea of sharing recipes and and then talking and laughing about them. And the selfie picture the with the Easter with Easter with Christmas hats or Santa Claus hats or whatever right. uh, is a, a wonderful idea. So that's you've added so many good things you know another thing that while you're doing the family photos you also might get people to record short vignettes about family history either written or an oral report for everybody oh that would be so, wonderful that's a great idea yeah so think about that and i will tell you my children and and i for my um relatives we have um, lamented the fact that we didn't do more of that earlier on. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a good time to start. So yeah. you've given you've given us so many great recommendations and suggestions, Rachel. Thank you, and I Thank hope you, your and I, I hope your your holiday stays as happy. I bet you've given many people some ideas of what to do. So, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. All right, well, we have some open lines. You can give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. I have heard so many good suggestions, but we have time for more. We're going to go to our final break, and when we get back, we'll talk a little bit more about exactly this keeping the joy in your holidays we'll be right back This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
Welcome back, and thanks for listening. This is Relatively Speaking. I am Dr. Susan Buttress, and today we're talking about preparing for the holidays, but at the same time, keeping joy in the holidays. What are you doing to plan ahead? What are you doing to make sure that you keep yourselves, but you're the people that you really care about, the loved ones, your friends and family, what are you doing to keep them safe and yet still enjoy the holidays? You know, there have been uh, several different surveys and studies that have looked at the amount of anxiety that's out there right now during this pandemic and upwards of 50% of individuals that includes young adults. It's not just older individuals, but young adults particularly are feeling some of the anxieties. So to try to work toward making this season as happy as you can might alleviate some of that anxiety that a lot of people are feeling. So like I said, there's still time. I'd love to to hear from you about what you're doing. You can give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. But what I want to do is talk to you a little bit about a technique, and it's called coping ahead, that you sort of plan. And that helps you cope. So whatever your decision winds up being, if you plan ahead now, right now, for the holidays, um, it will help. It will help your general feeling and sense of well-being. So it's important to sort of assess things. And, And we've had several wonderful callers who have talked through how they've assessed things and what decisions they've made and how they've allowed their holiday to be a positive thing while keeping everyone safe. Psychologists call it coping ahead. Um, So if a big event's coming up, don't wait until it happens. And I'll be honest, I have had a little bit of difficulty with this because I'm such a big family person and I'm such a big holiday person. This time of the year is one of my favorites. And so I was a little bit paralyzed for a while trying to decide exactly how we can keep this happy. And I will be honest, too, in saying that I have had several wonderful ideas from our callers. I've said that so many times. Our callers make this show. They help me sometimes, even though I'm supposed to be the expert, they help me step through some new ideas of what to do. So... You know, everybody's been kind of thinking ahead. And um, we had an earlier caller who called in asking some questions about would this particular gathering that she had been invited to be safe? And so I want to give you a few things to think about as you are making the decision to sort of hunker in down and shelter in place or whether you're going to be one who feels like you've assessed things appropriately so that you can do a safe gathering. So here's some of the concerns. Um, What are the other people who are going to be gathering doing right now? Because right now, if they're not being safe, wearing masks, hand washing, 
social distancing, um, making sure that they're not going into places and closed spaces where there are people without masks, then it's already too late to gather at, at Christmas if they're not being safe right now. So what are they doing? Are they wearing masks? Are they believers? Are they saying this isn't real? Um, we know that there's some non-believers out there, and some of you may be listening, but I can assure you this is real. I know too many people who have been significantly ill, and I know way too many people who have died. And so um, anyone who says that is just dead wrong. So another thing to do is manage family expectations. Once you take all of that into consideration um, and you've looked at the behavior of what others are doing, then, then talk to them about it. Um, you know, if you are supposed to be a guest at someone else's house, you can't tell them what they have to do. All you can do is do the right thing for yourself. But if you are inviting people over, you can make sure that you are doing the right thing. Um, do not ever do anything out of a sense of obligation alone because that can get you into big trouble. I know more than one individual who went to a function because they felt obligated to do it when they knew it wasn't safe and then something terrible happened. So make sure that you step all the way through it. Weigh concerns against other responsibility, even if it risks hurting your family's feelings. Someone, you know, if, if I'm a parent and I have a child who has um, say severe asthma, or if, if I am an individual who has a parent, and I do, who would be at high risk for um, significant illness if they happen to catch COVID, then think about the responsibilities that you have to protect your role as a parent to protect your children, your role as a child to protect your parents. Think about that. The other thing is um, keep in mind that some things that people think they're doing that guarantee, quote, guarantee that they are safe are not necessarily so. You can be a carrier of COVID-19 before you test positive, okay? You can have symptoms and very early on test negative. And this has happened several times. None of our tests are perfect. So you can test negative one time and then three or four days later test positive. So requiring someone to have a COVID test five, before, five days before they come to see you is really not guarantee enough. You need to make sure that everybody's been quarantining wearing masks, washing their hands, social distancing, and being safe. Okay, the other thing I'll just say, and I know this is hard, um, it's a good idea to confront emotions. So once you've made that decision to forego a holiday trip or skip a family gathering or skip some sort of friendship thing, um, there are going to be some emotions. People will be sad. Like I said, my sister was very sad. 
and was going to miss the gathering. But um, what you have to do is take that all into account, acknowledging that you're sad, acknowledging that maybe someone is angry with you, but also acknowledging that that is just the way it is and you're sorry that you're disappointing someone, but you're doing what you know is safe. So it's okay to admit emotions and it's okay to allow other people to have emotions, but it's, it's not okay to be angry about it, okay? And so remember that if you have a family member who calls you and says, sorry, I've decided this family gathering is unsafe. Let's do it via Skype, Zoom, Facebook. We've got so many platforms we can do it. Do it. Um, Maybe invite Java to be your DJ for a New Year's Eve party. That would be awesome fun. I'm going to have to start thinking about that, except you can only do so many New Year's Eve parties, right, Java? Yeah, I'm not opposed to it, but New Year's <laughs> Eve, it's a, a set amount of time, and I've already <laughs> obligated that set amount of time for 2020, but we can see about 2021. <laughs> oh, that sounds awesome. Okay. Well, I hope that that everyone out there has has gleaned a few tips of what to do and how to help yourself keep some joy in the holidays and how to keep your family safe. Because I think if we can just work very hard to make it through these next few months, we will find that on the other side, things will feel and look very different. So I wanna thank everybody for listening. If you uh, want to listen to the show again or have your family listen to it, please listen on podcast on your favorite app by searching Southern Remedy, Relatively Speaking. This show is a production of MPB Think Radio. It was engineered by Java Chapman. Thank you so much, Java. And our call screener was the famous Jay White. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. I hope you'll join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking and stay tuned for NPR's Here Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.